Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is entitled God's Grace and His Mercy. God's grace and His mercy are two elements of His character that work together and are very important in all of our lives. God's grace may be defined as the free and unmerited or undeserved favor of God. And so a good working definition of God's grace is that it is God's unmerited favor. It is demonstrated when we receive something from God that we do not deserve, such as salvation. His grace towards us is not based upon anything that we have done or that we deserve. His grace is his gift to humanity simply because of who he is, because of his love for us, and because he chose to bestow it upon us. Because of the grace of God, we have an opportunity to be saved and delivered from hell. Ephesians 2 and 8 through 9 tells us, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast. Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. God's grace relates to withholding punishment for what we deserve. The word mercy derives from the medieval Latin merced or mercis, which means price paid. His mercy is the compassion and kindness shown towards humanity when it is in his power to punish or harm. It is an act to relieve someone of their suffering. When Jesus died on Calvary's hill, he paid the price for our sins. Where, oh where, would humanity be without the grace and the mercy of God? Ephesians 2 and 4 tells us, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Now tonight this post is written to remember a wonderful older gentleman that my husband and I ministered to in a nursing home a few years ago. God's grace and his mercy were exemplified in the life of the patient that I will call Mr. C. Mr. C was an inpatient in a new nursing facility near our home. He was only one of about six patients in this new home. The day of our visit with Mr. C was the first time that we had ever met him. Our Wednesday services were held in the facility's chapel, and our method of ministering was structured like most church services. We usually open with prayer. We gave our testimonies. We sang a couple of songs. We preached a message. Then we made an altar call and we closed the service out with prayer. But on the afternoon in question, Mr. C changed our order of service. Mr. C started by asking fundamental questions about church structure. He asked questions like, now, what exactly is an elder? 
When we answered that question, he would ask another question that, frankly, had nothing to do with our plans for the day. Finally, when we realized that he intended to get his questions answered, regardless of our structure, we ditched our plans and began to minister to him one-on-one. Ultimately, he wanted to know if salvation was real and what the Holy Ghost was all about. We were excited by this time because it was evident that Mr. C's questions were intentional and that he wanted to be saved. Within a very few minutes, we were able to lead Mr. C through the sinner's prayer, and before we left about an hour later, Mr. C was saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. He was speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. The Holy Ghost fell upon him just as it did in Acts 10 and 45 through 46. Let's read those scriptures. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Mr. C. was so excited and so full of joy because he was on his way to heaven, and so were we. Now, this ministerial session took place with Mr. C. on a Wednesday. We received a call from the nursing home administrator who said that Mr. C. had been admitted to the ICU of a local hospital on that Friday. That was only two days after he was saved. As ministers, we visited Mr. C. in the ICU and prayed with him, although Mr. C. was totally unresponsive. On the following Monday, we were informed that Mr. C. had passed away and had transitioned into heaven. He died just a few days after he was saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, God knew that Mr. C. was being called into eternity, and his mercy and his grace rescued him just in the nick of time. As my husband and I drove to our Tuesday night church service, we glorified and honored God for how he had blessed Mr. C. several years ago. What a clear example of God's amazing grace and his matchless mercy. 2 Peter 3 and 9 tells us that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Listen, Mr. C reached out to God. And he received God's amazing grace and God's matchless mercy. What about you? Will you do the same? God's grace and his mercy are available to you, but only if you will receive them. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, O God, for your grace and your mercy. It is my prayer that those who read the words of this post or hear the words of this podcast, that they will open their hearts to your free gift of salvation so that they will not be held accountable for their sins. Jesus paid it all. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. 
This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time.